Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rose, and welcome to episode 216 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe to your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Axiom Verge 2 and Exoprimal. The games coming out this week include Lisa the Joyful Definitive Edition, Lisa the Painful Definitive Edition, Remedium Sentinels, Lisa Definitive Edition, Skullgirls Second Encore, Maquette, Agriculture, Punch Club 2 Fast Forward, The Sims 4 Horse Ranch, Oaken, Cross Trails, Strategic Mind Fight for Dominance, the Snow Fable, Mystery of the Flame, Anstream Arcade, and Siphony. Now to last week's biggest news stories, and we have five to cover this week. Number one, Microsoft wins FTC court case to acquire Activision Blizzard. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, Microsoft has won its court case against the FTC to acquire Activision Blizzard with a judge denying the regulator's request for a preliminary injunction. Microsoft's court battle against U.S. Federal Trade Commission, FTC, has come to a close with Judge Jacqueline Scott Corley officially clearing the way for Microsoft to acquire Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. Scott Corley said in the filing, quote, Microsoft's acquisition of Activision has been described as the largest in tech history. It deserves scrutiny. That scrutiny has paid off. Microsoft has committed in writing, in public, and in court to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for 10 years on parity with Xbox. It made an agreement with Nintendo to bring Call of Duty to Switch, and it entered several agreements to, for the first time, bring Activision's content to several cloud gaming services. This court's responsibility in this case is narrow. It has to decide if, notwithstanding these current circumstances, the merger should be halted, perhaps even terminated, pending resolution of the FTC administrative action. For the reasons explained, the court finds the FTC has not shown a likelihood it will prevail on its claim this particular vertical merger in this specific industry may substantially lessen competition. To the contrary, the record evidence points to more consumer access to Call of Duty and other Activision content. The motion for a preliminary injunction is therefore denied." This ruling now means that Microsoft can move ahead with its acquisition of Activision Blizzard ahead of the July 18th deadline, though the FTC does have three days to appeal the decision and Microsoft would need to close the deal around the UK. Microsoft is currently appealing the CMA's decision to block the deal with a hearing set for late July. In a statement responding to the news, Microsoft President Brad Smith said, Quote, we're grateful for the court in San Francisco for this quick and thorough decision and hope other jurisdictions continue working towards a timely resolution. And we've demonstrated consistently throughout this process we are committed to working creatively and collaboratively to address regulatory concerns, end quote. On Twitter, Xbox boss Phil Spencer said, quote, we're grateful for the court for swiftly deciding in our favor. The evidence showed the Activision Blizzard deal is good for the industry and the FTC's claim about console switching, multi-game subscription services, and cloud don't reflect the realities of the gaming market. Since we first announced this deal, our commitment to bringing more games to more people and more devices has only grown. We've signed multiple agreements to make Activision Blizzard's games, Xbox First Party games, and Game Pass all available to more players than they are today. We know that players around the world have been watching this closely and I'm proud of our efforts to expand player access and choice throughout this journey." With the FTC failing to get a win here and the European Commission approving the acquisition, all eyes now turn to the CMA in the UK. According to Brad Smith, Microsoft is now, quote, considering how this transaction might be modified, end quote, in order to address the CMA's concerns. Quote, Smith says that Microsoft and Activision have agreed with the CMA, 
Quote, that a stay of litigation in the UK would be in public interest and the parties have made a joint submission to the Competition Appeal Tribunal to this effect, end quote. A CMA spokesperson said, quote, we stand ready to consider any proposals from Microsoft to restructure the transaction in a way that it would address the concerns set out in our final report, end quote. Before reflecting, let's go through two more news stories as this was a big week for this case, obviously. Number two, Xbox has signed a binding agreement to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation after its acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Adam Bankhurst at IGN writes, Xbox head Phil Spencer has revealed that Microsoft and PlayStation have, quote, signed a binding agreement to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation following the acquisition of Activision Blizzard, end quote. Spencer took to Twitter to announce the news and share that he is looking forward to a future where players have more choice as to where they want to play their games. Quote, we are pleased to announce that Microsoft and PlayStation have signed a binding agreement to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation following the acquisition of Activision Blizzard. We look forward to a future where players globally have more choice to play their favorite games, end quote, said Phil Spencer on Twitter. No further details about the binding agreement were shared by Spencer, so it's unclear exactly how long it is or what it'll entail. It does, however, follow Microsoft's FTC trial where Spencer said he will do whatever it takes to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Quote, I'm making a commitment standing here that we will not pull Call of Duty. It is my testimony from PlayStation, end quote, Spencer said. Quote, as you said, Sony obviously has to allow us to ship the game on their platform, but absent any of that, my commitment is and my testimony is that we will continue to ship future versions of Call of Duty on Sony's PlayStation 5, end quote. In December 2022, it was reported that Microsoft's offer to Sony was to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for 10 years, and that Sony had the right to put Call of Duty on PlayStation Plus if it desired. It remains to be seen if that agreement these two companies agreed on or if things have changed since then. And number three, CMA extends Microsoft Activision deal deadline to August. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, The Competition and Markets Authority has pushed back its deadline for a final decision on Microsoft's proposed $69 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard. The UK regulator was expected to deliver a formal ruling blocking the deal on July 18th, but the CMA has now extended this deadline to August 29th, as the regulator has received a, quote, detailed and complex, end quote, proposal from Microsoft. Quote, the CMA considers that there is insufficient time remaining on the statutory period for full and proper consideration of Microsoft's submission on the proposed order, end quote, the regulator said. Quote, as such, the inquiry group considers that there are special reasons to extend it by six weeks. The revised period will therefore end on August 29th, 2023. However, this inquiry group aims to discharge its duty as soon as possible in advance of the state, end quote. Shortly after Microsoft's court win over the U.S. Federal Trade Commission, Microsoft and the CMA announced a pause in legal proceedings to see how Microsoft could address the CMA's concerns surrounding cloud gaming and get the deal across the line in the U.K. A new report from Bloomberg claims that Microsoft is considering selling off its cloud-based market rights for games in the U.K. to appease the CMA. What a big week, and it seems like we are moments from celebration. I'm recording this episode on Sunday the 16th, the deadline being the 18th or Tuesday. There is a lot to try to wrap up, and it seems like everyone is saying that Activision will be closing this deal with Xbox come this week, and they're going to figure out whatever they have to do in the UK. I am just so ready to put the story behind us. Obviously, we're still going to be talking about this for weeks and weeks, months and years, because this is the biggest deal in video game history. I just can't wait to see what games we're going to get on Game Pass being a gamer and it being already the best deal in gaming, it's only going to get even better. Number 4. Call of Duty 2024 leak appears to confirm new main character in Gulf War setting. George Yang at IGN writes, More details about Call of Duty 2024's entry appear to have leaked from an actor who claims his likeness is being used for the game's main protagonist. First spotted by insider gaming actor and singer Luke Charles Stafford reportedly posted on Facebook, 
saying that Activision is using his likeness for the main character, which he says is named Ratcliffe. In a Call of Duty game that is scheduled to release next year, quote, Activision decided to adapt their next main character, Ratcliffe, for Call of Duty off my face and likeness. And I am elated, end quote, Stafford reportedly said in the post, which has been screencapped but is no longer on their Facebook page. Quote, to all my college roommates back at Anderson University in those years in Smith Hall playing Black Ops 2 next year, we can beat the snot out of each other again, but I want to play as me, end quote. Insider Gaming reports that Stafford also shared several images and videos of himself on set with a body scanning rig, as well as saying hello to what seems to be a member of the Call of Duty team. The main character's name suggests that Call of Duty 2024 game will take place during the Gulf War and is speculated to be a sequel to Black Ops Cold War, titled Black Ops Gulf War. Major Peter Radcliffe is also a former British Army soldier who participated in the Gulf War. He received as a Distinguished Conduct Medal for Gallantry in Action. Stafford's reported post is the latest in a string of Call of Duty 2024 leaks, which is expected to be a sequel to Black Ops Cold War. The Call of Duty 2023 game likewise hasn't officially been revealed yet, but it is rumored to be Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. It's allegedly being developed by Sledgehammer Games and launches on November 10th. What an interesting position Call of Duty is in now. That is one of the things I'm personally hoping for when Microsoft and Xbox acquire Activision Blizzard. Let's just make these big, beefy releases every two years so we can marinate and sit with these games. I mean, we're already talking about leaks for Call of Duty 2024 and they haven't even announced Call of Duty 2023 yet. It seems like every year they just keep pushing up right against the finish line and somehow they sneak these releases out. I mean, they make the money and this is going to be the best-selling game of this year and then 2024 is next year. The Gulf War setting does sound cool, is that something different at least, but I don't know. I just guess Call of Duty fatigue doesn't exist because it's still the best-selling game every year. And number 5, Larry Erb, Xbox's Major Nelson, is leaving Microsoft. Will Shanklin at Engadget writes, Larry Erb, better known as Major Nelson in Xbox circles, tweeted today that he's leaving Microsoft. Erb spent many years as one of the most prominent public faces of the brand as Director of Programming for Xbox Live. He didn't state his reasons for leaving the company, but said he plans to step back and work on his career's next chapter. The move comes as Microsoft tries to close its $68 billion purchase of Activision. Quote, as I take a moment to think back of all that we have done together, I want to thank the millions of gamers around the world who have included me as part of their lives, end quote, Herb said. Herb spent over two decades with Microsoft joining the company as editor-in-chief of MSN Music in 2001, but in 2003 when he joined the Xbox division, he found his identity with the company. His public role is a combination of official employee and superfan. His blog posts, podcasts, interviews, unboxings, and other various updates straddle the line between a marketing executive and a trusted gamer's gamer, helping fans feel like they had one of their own on the inside of the gaming behemoth. Xbox has used him less as a face of the company in recent years, but from at least the mid-2000s to the mid-2010s, Major Nelson was practically synonymous with the platform. He says he got his gamer handle and public nickname from Larry Hangman's character in the 1960s sitcom I Dream of Jeannie, after his TV recommended it. Herb hasn't yet detailed what his next career chapter is, however he did note that the official Xbox podcast, which he hosted, will take a hiatus this summer and return later in a new format. Just had to give a shout out here to Larry Herb or Major Nelson. I used to listen to the podcast from here and now, but he always just seemed like a friendly guy. As I said, a gamer's gamer. Nice to see him, congrats, and good luck on your next chapter. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox. And since we are in the prime time moment of this acquisition, let's go over a list of acquisitions within the game industry with a deal value of at least 1 billion US. Credit to Wikipedia. Microsoft acquires Activision Blizzard in 2022 for 68.7 billion. Take-Two Interactive acquires Zynga in 2022 for 12.7 billion. Tencent acquires Supercell in 2016 for 8.6 billion. 
Microsoft acquires ZeniMax Media in 2020 for $8.1 billion. Activision Blizzard acquires King in 2015 for $5.9 billion. Savvy Games Group acquires Scopely in 2023 for $4.9 billion. ByteDance acquires Moonton in 2021 for $4 billion. Sony Interactive Entertainment acquires Bungie in 2022 for $3.7 billion. Microsoft acquires Mojang in 2014 for $2.5 billion. Electronic Arts acquires Glue Mobile in 2021 for $2.4 billion. Facebook acquires Oculus VR in 2014 for $2 billion. Zynga acquires Peak in 2020 for $1.8 billion. Bandai acquires Namco in 2005 for $1.7 billion. Tencent acquires Liu in 2020 for $1.5 billion. The Savvy Games Group acquires ESL and Faceit in 2022 for $1.5 billion. Electronic Arts acquires Playdemic in 2021 for $1.4 billion. Embracer Group acquires Gearbox Software in 2021 for $1.3 billion. Tencent acquires Sumo Group in 2021 for $1.27 billion. And Electronic Arts acquires Codemasters in 2020 for $1.2 billion. What a long list and gigantic acquisitions. But let's go from the first to the second. Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard for 68.7, and then it drops down to Take-Two acquiring Zynga for 12.7. That's why this deal is as big as it is and why it has controlled the conversation for almost two years now. It is huge. So much money involved. Can't even imagine. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. Haven't had too much time to game, but I am finishing my Uncharted journey as I finally started Uncharted The Lost Legacy, my final game in the series to finish out this year, having played through all of them for the first time. My name is Brandon Rosie. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosen83. Hope you have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.